okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it going. Yo, what's up? It needed to be said. It's your boy Tyreek Hill, aka the cheater from the Miami Dolphins, the fastest man in the NFL, and possibly the fastest man in the building. But today, I have a special guest for y'all. I got my boy Julius over there. Julius, man, how we feeling before before I get into all that, man? How we feeling, man? We feeling good, man. We feeling good. Season two, man. Season two, Season is two special, we feeling bro. good. Like you said, you the fastest. I'm surprised you left out your normal intro. What you say? The most handsome chocolate is what? What, what are you saying? Say? I'll be saying some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> right. I'll be saying some crazy stuff. But anyways, guys, hey, guess what, man? I'm I'm currently in the grind right now. It's phase two of OTAs. I'm getting it in. I'm grinding, and I'm also doing podcast stuff. Got stuff for you guys, man. So that shows truly how dedicated we are to just the grind and just how we just want to build this thing for you guys. But anyways, enough about all all the small talk. We got a special guest, man. Like I feel like this dude doesn't need an introduction, but I but I gotta do it because I'm from GA. Um, he was an icon growing up. I used to have his cleats. My mom used to take me to Walmart to get his cleats. So, without further ado, man, the man himself, Michael Vick, is on It Needed to Be Said, man. I made it. You know, I be walked sad, over. man. Talk to us. I he walked, walked over. over. Believe that. You walked or you ran? I'm local. Bro. I'm right around the corner, it's baby. Local. We could have been there this and knocked this out. And man, it needed to be said, man. I, I feel like we had to get you on the podcast to give us some of that OG talk, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, just Definitely. To, just to share with the fans, the NFL community, or or even the world, man. Like people, yeah. I feel like people who don't even play football can can just use our experiences in life to just help them. You, you feel me? Because yep. people look at us as icons, as you know, leaders of the positions that we're in, and role models, role models. And it's a blessing, dog. So, yeah. MV7, man, how you feeling, dog? Feel good, man. Wish I could play a little more golf right now, but the kids keep me busy. Um, it's a good thing, though, man, just having time off and, you know, being six years retired and being able to be with my family every day. My kids pick my son up from school. He requested this morning, Daddy, pick me up from school. That's the best feeling ever. We huh? had somebody mm-hmm. drop him off. You know, my wife might drop him, but, but the demand is for me sometimes, and... Like, we miss a lot of that. We miss a lot of that with OTAs, grinding, NFL, moving around, traveling. You know, I watch my daughters basically grow up without me. Not without me. I'm there. You know, it's right. late It's late night when I'm coming home because I'm putting in the time. But yeah, You're the quarterback of the team. So yeah. Right. So, Everybody so, expecting you to be the best yeah. player on the team. Yeah. And then I got to go home and be the best player on the team in my household. <laughs> Tough. So that don't, that, it don't change when I get there. And it, it's even more demand as they grow older. And I'm just thankful that. You know, I'm in a position where I can spend time with them every day. Um, not every day. I travel. I do stuff. I, you know, I grind, you know, now still. But the time is there. And, you know, I'm trying to enjoy every minute because they, they grow fast and, and they go fast. That's crazy. I, I That's got cr- a question, man. Both, all three of us, obviously, we're fathers. Um, I know you got boys. How many How many kids you got, man? I got four. Two boys, two girls. My oldest son, 18, just graduated from New York Film Academy. Out here in Miami, so he aspiring to be mm. a, a, an actor, and he will be. Um, there you go. He, yeah. he got all the ingredients to be that. Yeah, um, everything in sync with him. Um, my oldest daughter, um, flag football, just got a scholarship to Reinhardt University in Atlanta. Mm. Mm. Um, she a quarterback. The quarterback knew it. He was outside <laughs> in the yard throwing <laughs> the ball today. That's so given, she, though. that's right. Given, yeah, right? she changing the game. A part of the 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 change of the 
female coach in, in, in sports and football. Um, I got my oldest daughter. She just, I mean, my youngest daughter, she's a straight-A student. School is, is, is very important to her. And then and then my, my youngest son is five years old, and hopefully he'll be like you or like me or like you or like us, straight up. How is that, y'all? Like, you know, I got a son on the way. All girls got me. He just gave me all girls. Congrats. But how, how is girls that? Because I, I always tell people, like, I ain't really into that. Like, the girl can carry the legacy to an extent. Like, how is that for you, Mike, and you, Target, if you want to chime in on that? Like, having, how is that having, having a daughter? That son? Not oh, having, having a son? son. Having right. a son. I mean, right. I had my oldest son, and we had a, you know, it was just, it was by not by my wife, so it was by my, my girlfriend in, in high school, and so I didn't get to raise him like mm-hmm. like I wanted to to be there every day and yeah. you know just be that guy you yeah. where he looked up to me every you know it was kind of it, it was a little you know it, it was scrambled like she was doing her thing I was and you know I didn't see him as much. And until he got a little older. Now yeah, yeah. having my five year old son, we we together every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like he a lot like me. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest son a lot like me too. But it, it just took a lot of time to, to catch back up. And yeah, that's tough. You know, it's a lot of that's a lot of days, a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of years. Um, but just having a, a younger son, man, and and an older son, I know they got to be a spitting image of me. So. I try to think about that every day when we talking or when we be spending time together. That's the legacy right there. But to chime in on your question, Julius, I got I mean, I got boys and I got girls. But mm-hmm. for me, man, I, I, I feel like, you know, my little girl, she can carry my image um, because I was raised by s- some very powerful women that you know, man. My, right, right. my, my grandma, my mom, um, my sister. And when they ask me, you know, whenever you're filling out the paper about who you want this person to be on your beneficiary or who do you want this, like, how do you want these percentages to go? Mm-hmm. I, I put my daughter over I all my boys <laughs> yeah. because I, because like, I, like, I just know like out of all my, all my boys are smart. All of my boys are, you know, well, well-minded. They're, they're very disciplined, but there's just something about my daughter. Like she's like, she's on a different level. You feel mm-hmm. me? How many so, daughters you got? Just one? I got one. I only yeah. got one daughter. Okay. So I, I just gave her complete control over everything just in case something <laughs> happens to me. Yeah. Because I know right. she's going to do the right thing. Right. To, you got you know, to teach her to do the right thing, too. Exactly. I I know she's going to do the right thing by her yeah. father's name. And she's going to and and she's gonna um, make sure that her brothers are in a great situation also. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel me? Like she's not selfish. She the matriarch. So, You're making her the matriarch. Exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Makes sense. So, so, yeah, man. Um, I kind of want to talk about, you know, football. You feel me? Like we got to, we got to, we like, got you, to. You, you how can we like, not? <laughs> you go to, you, you go to Virginia Tech, man. How how was that playing in playing in Virginia at Virginia Tech? You know, part of the reason I went to Virginia Tech is because I wanted to stay home, be close to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted her to be able to travel to my games, and, and so it was a point when I committed to Virginia Tech, I thought to myself, like, yo, what did I just do? Because, you know, I grew up a Charlie Ward fan, Florida State. Florida State. Mm-hmm. Tony Rice, um, Notre Dame, Nebraska, you know, um, it was Tommy Frazier and these all these yeah. quarterbacks. That are in, and then, you know, UVA is local and all these ACC teams that I'm looking at as, like, 
you know, all I had, all I had in my head was the images of the on the helmet and why I wanted to be at that school. And then I chose Virginia Tech, and I was like, "What did I just do? I never seen them on TV. I never seen them in a major bowl game. The only thing I know is that the head coach Frank Beamer came to my house mm-hmm. eight o'clock at night in the neighborhood that I grew up in, and we walked away. When he left that meeting that night, my mom was like, "If you're gonna go anywhere." You need to go to Virginia Tech because that man is going to tell you what you need to hear, and he's not afraid. He came up to to our house at eight o'clock at night in this neighborhood. I got number of respect for him, and so if Ma Duke said, then you got Ma Duke's like her intuition is crazy. Like she she speaks so prophetic. Like I got the utmost respect for the things that she say, and I might not respect it at the time when she said, or right. I might not agree. Cause you know we grow and we start to feel like we know more, not know more than our parents, but we can. We kind of wise. You know, we like like we feel like we we gaining an understanding of life and we learning as as we go. Right. Just like they learned as they went, and and so it always come back full circle that she was right about anything that she mm-hmm. mentioned was gonna happen this way. I went to prison. She told me I was you gonna get everything back tenfold. Like. Come on, it's no way in, in in life I get all that back. That's crazy. Got it all back in some, and so yeah, man. You know, moms is is that's like, truly she's crazy. the catalyst. So she was the reason I ended up in Blacksburg, and then great times and great memories as well. How, yeah. how is that recruiting process like from high school to college? Coming from where you come from, yeah, I know Atari where you come from. Like, how is that to see these? I, I'm gonna classify them as what they are outsiders. Yeah. Coming into your neighborhood, sitting in your mom's front room, you don't know yeah. her from a can of paint or the guy next door, and they come in and they convince you to go to their school or they're trying to convince you to go. How is that? Yeah. Navigate I that mean, for them. You know, I come from a background where, like, anybody you meet or come in contact with, and y'all probably can attest to the same, it's about trust. Like, oh, oh yeah. Man, yeah. You meet somebody new, like, where he from? All right. You're asking a lot of questions, like, what he doing around here? Who is this? You, exactly. you know, like, exactly. you just start to. And no different when I went to school or when I met people like on a college visit. Mm-hmm. I'm really just like very observant and trying to figure out, you know, what's his angle at a young age. You know, is he is is he telling the truth? Like I'm trying to read through him, like right. And, and so that that make the whole process nerve wracking. You really just trying to figure out a situation that where you're comfortable and you trust the people around you. On me, because you're gonna be away from your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I get it. You yeah. playing the sport that you love, and you and you potentially about to take the next step to to your dream, which is right. me. But like your parents, your mom, dad, like they they basically like just saying, "All right, here you go, take my son." But I want you to take care of passing him. you off, passing you off, man. Pass you off, but but you know, like you say, she got to trust them and you. You got to trust them and yourself. You feel me with all yeah. these decisions and shit. I mean, we ran, we went through that. It ain't easy, you know. It's not, it's like, not, man. Like, I went to, through to it. the to the people out there watching, and you know, we're gonna do a documentary on it, just talking about the whole recruiting phase and the whole mm-hmm. recruiting lifestyle and the life and what you got to go through. Now you got nil and oh, it's crazy. Now you gotta have money. It's a whole <laughs> different set of circumstances that it's you gotta now. understand. But I think it's. It has to be shown. Yeah, it's crazy now. Yeah. I mean, for me, for myself, man, um, when I was in high school, I, I had a chance to take a visit to NC State. Um, but then I ended up taking the JUCO route. 
because I, I didn't feel comfortable with going to NC State. So once I got to JUCO, I had a chance to visit some of the top schools in the world because yeah. I was like the number two player in JUCO. So I went to Alabama. Um, I went to Nick Saban House. And um, what's crazy is went to his house, and then later that night he came to um, meet me and my mom at, in our apartment room. And my mom was like, you know, I don't want you to go to school here. She because, like, it. because like, you, we all know Nick Saban yeah. recruiting all kind of five stars and stuff. Like, he wanted me to play a position that I Did didn't want to play. You were a five play. star? Four star? What he yeah. want? What, like, he wanted me to play running back at Alabama. And my mom was like, nah. My mom and my dad, they was like, nah. Sick of running like, back, though. Like, you were, you, like, you were a receiver. Like, I need you to get some space. Yeah. You feel me? Like, and the things that he was telling us, like, it wasn't lining up. Then I took another visit to Florida State with uh, Jimbo Fisher. He was the head coach at the time. Shout out to Jimbo Fisher at Texas Shout out to Jimbo. But when we went there, you know, the recruiters, they was, like, kind of whispering yeah. to each other. And my mom, like, she looking around like, hey, like, we over here. Y'all, like, y'all ain't got to hold up over there. Y'all can talk to us. My mom, like, it comes back full circle with the trust thing. So I, I, I didn't end up going there. Took a visit to Oklahoma State. All the coaches was, like, loving. Like, they was real open with my mom. Like, hey, your day one starter. We're going to tell you that yeah. right now. And then they, they just made me feel comfortable. So, so you ended up? I ended up signing with Oklahoma State. Dang. Even though back. I wanted even though I wanted to go to Florida State, but after my Florida State visit with um, Jimbo Fisher and the rest of the recruiters, my, my parents ain't feel safe. Even then, though Florida State is like an hour away from yeah. where we live at. And then you was drafted in what round? Drafted in the fifth round. Fifth round. Andy took you in the fifth. Andy took me in the fifth, man. Which is crazy, wow. man. So we talk about VT. Man, I mean, we talking about growing up, your background. We talk about being in being at VT, that whole recruiting process and everything yeah. that comes with it. Let's talk about the draft, man. Like, you go mm. as the number one pick, I believe, right? Yeah. Like, how was that? Like, I, I always wanted to know how I was being drafted number one. Like, yeah, that was really cool, man. I think the only thing I wish it was that I wouldn't have known that I was going to be the first pick. How much money you got? I got a lot of money. <laughs> like, we, we got a lot of money. It was more money that. that I could. This was hand. before, like this was way before they like cut it down too, though. Right? No, nah, this was this was when they like. I kind of feel like we like started to to set the the bar as the to you know what a number one pick should be when you a dual threat, you know, yeah. really multi talented guy. Because we had just had the '99 draft with Tim Couch, Donovan. Dante Culpepper, it was a bunch of guys in that draft that was like, I still, I think the league looked at it like, yo, these dudes are going to be the faces of the franchise, and we got to, yeah. So I still want you to tell us the number though, like, oh no, my son is born. I only got eleven million guaranteed. He, he and the rookie deal. Only. He said only. <laughs> Compared to what they get now. I only got eleven million. Bro, I'm saying, look, break do the math on eleven million after taxes. What is it? True. Seven million. Yeah. yeah. I got to get my mom's out. a crib. Hold right. on. Okay. It's going to break down. I mean, I'm just now coming into the league. But you know it's broke up. Yeah. You don't get the sign. You don't get the whole 11 million. Nah, you don't get it. Broke up. Front. It's three right off the bat. Three in March right. of, right. Yeah. you know, the following year. You know what? Yeah. The language. Fiscal year. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I get my contract. You know, you get a signing bonus. It's broke up. Right. But that you don't get it all at one time. But the family don't know that. Your people don't know that. They don't. You know, people don't know that you, you look. Like, it's hey, Vic, it's no, broke yeah, up. Whatever. It's getting broke up, and it's coming with taxes. It's after so instantly, I went into a mode of like, yo, I gotta save some bread. I gotta save. Some, I can't go crazy. 
I only got three million right off the back, but that was one point nine when I got the check. I ain't even man, my mom won't even account for taxes. We had already wrote down what we was about to go do for everybody and for ourselves. And you know, we thought we was getting a whole three million. We got one point nine. And they were still like it was some taxes that was withheld. Yeah, it's crazy. The whole that wasn't you know, the holdings and all that, and we like, we gotta go back and huddle up and figure this out. You know what I'm saying? So you know, lessons learned, but, you know, from the time I started getting paid, man, I was real, you know, cognizant of how I was going to spend this money and make it last. I was already thinking longevity as a rookie. Like, you you know your time in that space, in the football space, is very limited. That's you don't know if you're going to be a bust. You don't know if you're going to be great. You don't know if you're going to be for average. Long. Not for so long. So I'm, I'm preparing for whatever. I know it's, you know, it might be, it's about to be a tough, you know, go at it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't know that when you're a rookie, you just know, you look, I got to put a lot into this. I got to make sure that I'm prepared. And if I do it like I did it in college, it'll it'll amount to something bigger. And four years later, I end up getting an extension. And even when I got that extension, I had to, yo, this coming at this time, I'm making this during the season. This broke up this way. I'm after taxes is only 36 million. After taxes, only 23. Like, I ain't even so, you you know, I'm just trying to make sure, like, even at a young age, I save a lot of money for the future. Yo, Cheetah Man, I know you are a super generous, generous guy from the foundation to the camps to signing everything for the kids, the family, the parents, the fans. I know you want to give away the hat I just saw you sign. You talking about this bad boy right here? That's the one I'm talking about. So all you have to do is sign up on pristineauction.com using my registration code CHEETAH to be entered to win a signed item by me. And not only that, by using the registration code, you also get $10 off of your first purchase. If you miss everything that we just completely said and you just hear giveaway, all you got to do is just go to the link in the description and you'll find all the steps right there. Auctions on pristineauction.com started just $1 each day, and there are thousands and thousands of signed items available, so you can win signed authentic signatures at affordable prices. Use registration code CHEETAH to save $10 off your first purchase, and when you do that, you will also be entering the giveaway. All you have to do is sign up on pristineauction.com using my registration code CHEETAH to be entered. Sign up now, please. All right, so I got one more question before Julius asks his question. <laughs> so I I know a lot of people got like a like some crazy purchases. Like T Pain had a crazy purchase. Yeah, you remember when he bought that big ass chain for like four hundred k? So could you could you tell the camera like? Yeah, was, I had I might have had some big purchases. I think my biggest purchase I bought a May, I bought a, I bought a Maybach. That was three hundred. I was really out of my ballpark. Like, but I you know I, you get the extension. You feel like you got to do something, right? So I'm feeling like yo, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta make some type of purchase that's gonna make me feel like everything I worked for was worth working for. Now, was it worth it when you bought it? Yeah, I got in it. I mean, it was okay. I might have drove it myself like three or four times, but you went right back to the hood, didn't you? Took it down, took yeah, it back know, home. That, to that Virginia. That, that you, back home home to you, gotta take, you gotta take it back home. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really true story. I made it. You know, true story. <laughs> true story. We going home back. We going to Virginia. We driving the car. We get stopped by the police, <laughs> and the police just walked up to the car. And he was like, "Yo, I stopped y'all. I just needed to know, bro, what type of car is this, man?" I'm like, 
He like that. He like I don't that need this car. Right. Like, I don't need this, bro. Too much like, it's too much attention. It too much when attention, the police bro. stop you to ask you what type of car you in, you need to reconsider if you want to keep that car or not. Like, yeah. and, and especially when you... I was young, so we was just kind of like, you know, we was riding dirty and having a good time. And I'm telling you right now. You know, but it's, 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 it's a shame that you got to... I was even thinking that way because I work hard for all that. But yeah. I, I just... Sometimes I felt like the potential, the 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 potential to, you know, create adverse situations, man. And just how people look at it and how they feel, I bet just you, they make me comfortable at times. I bet you were scared as hell that police pulled up behind you. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, this, we just was like almost had a nervous breakdown for no reason. <laughs> that, that's the thing about all black people; they could be literally driving fifty miles per hour, yeah, speed limit fifty miles per hour, not doing anything wrong. Police pull behind them, yeah, we get scared yeah. for no reason. Yeah, why are we getting scared for? Bro, that's the honest guy true. I got, I got my first citation ever. <laughs> speed going down thirty two. I passed Dunny Harper, right? You know Dunny Harper, at. yeah. Headed uh Osceola. I get pulled over by state trooper. I'm, I'm, I'm in a Mercury Trace. I'm something weird, right? Break it behind my gas it. Not realizing they riding packs most times. Mm-hmm. Another one out there by the little car shop. They pulled me over, bro. I was so scared, bro. I wasn't even scared and I was scared of mom. You ain't even do nothing wrong. I'm on her insurance. Oh, I was speeding like a mug. I was going like 90 on 32. Oh, yeah. you. I a, cut the that's car That's a super off. speeder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so scared. I tell my brother, cut the radio off. I already cut the car off, but my mindset so so messed up. It's like, damn. Shaking like, ah, hey man, cut the radio off. He like, bro, you been cut the car five minutes ago, so we just waiting for him <laughs> to pull up. But I was so shook. But like you said, we get nervous when the police pull us up. It don't matter what you're doing. It don't matter yeah, what you're yeah. doing, bro. Yeah, really don't matter, man. I could be coming down this road right here. What's the speed limit on this road back here? Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's twenty five actually. I oh, go so thirty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Majority of the people speeding, but you know, we the nerd. Gotta be careful, man. Right. You gotta, gotta be, be careful, careful man. Number one draft pick, you get drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, man. Um, tell us about that though. Like you, you, you in the dirty A. Like you, you out there with the cricket birds. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. That's what I call them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely another uh, experience. I was supposed to go to San Diego. Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. Mm. The night before the draft, they made a trade like ten o'clock at night. Oh. Atlanta and San Diego swap picks. So while I'm sitting there with the family, and we talking about. You know, next steps in life, and we booking flights to go to San Diego. It's a trade happening, and so I got the call that night. They made it official. I knew I was going to San, uh, going to Atlanta, and but now it's like, yo, I can save a lot of money because them flights to San Diego was high. They was crazy, you know what I mean? So he, uh, the whole time factoring in everything, it's like I'm, bit, bit, no stones going unturned in my bread. life. <laughs> I bet that you know, got, young dude, frugal? old soul. He's so frugal. <laughs> young dude, old soul, but. But still with splurge. Like, I took care of my family, friends. Like, yo, we had a good time. You you, you, you feel me? And there was enough coming in to a point where, like, I had a bunch of endorsements. And I'm going to get back to your question. But I I was overwhelmed because it came at me so fast. It was, mm-hmm. like, a lot. And, and so, you know, all these marketing deals and Gatorade and Coca-Cola. And, you know, you got a lot of decisions to make and... I'm like going to Atlanta at the same time. Ooh, Local. Dirty A, baby. Flight, you know, hour flight, family can get there, they can drive. You know, it's just like all this was just like everything was falling into place. Mm-hmm. And I really felt good about it. Um, 
but but I get drafted number one, and, and the only thing that's that's in my mind is like not becoming a bust. Ooh. I seen so many quarterbacks get drafted in the first round, and just like after three years, they labeled a bust. They they name two, it didn't work out. Name two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean name two. Um, Tim Couch. Tim Couch. Tim Couch was a bust. Um, labeled a bust. Um, I guess you could say Ryan Leaf was. Re- Ooh, you know, yeah. Um, Ryan Leaf is a big one. I mean, look, what was the what was the guy that went to that played at Tennessee a couple of years ago? They drafted him in the first round. Michelle? No, um, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm drawing a blank for a reason. I shouldn't, but that was the premise. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to be labeled a guy who made it this far and then couldn't take it a step further. What I would was what I wish I would have dreamed about more as a kid was like winning the Super Bowl. Because mm. all I all I ever wanted to do in my circumstances growing up, I'm like, yo, if I got a little bit of money, I'm going to make it in life. I'm making it with, you know, I'm coming out of the house as, you know, a guy, you know, sophomore in high school. Shit, I'm like, that's $4 in my pocket. You know that's what I'm saying? That's how we think about and it. And I ain't going to hustle because my dudes won't let me hustle. My uncle won't let me hustle. You know what I'm saying? So I'm feeling trapped. You know what I mean? The only way I can get it is my mom ain't got it. My dad might have it. So when I got it, I was able to like hold on to it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I'm coming from all these situations where, you know, I know if I just get a little something now, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of it. You know what I'm saying? So being a first round pick was extra extraordinary. I always just wanted to get drafted, and I was gonna just make it from there. So. Being drafted number one just added more pressure. Now I got to uphold my end of the bargain. And plus, this contract, ain't that ain't enough money. Mm-hmm. It's not. Ain't enough bread. This ain't going to just get me through four years of life the way we about to live. And what I'm about to do for moms. Come on, man. Moms was a warrior, a trooper. Like, she, she held it down. Like, I watched her for 18 years of my life before I leave, left to go to college, whole fort. Like, Straight grown woman, I'm like, whoa. And she could do it, I could do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then when I made it, like her being in every game, not missing the game, high school, college, she traveling to rain, sleet, snow. I can call in the middle of the night when I was homesick, mom, come get me, come grab me. I, I need to come home for a weekend. She four o'clock in the morning, middle of the night, I'm out. Come get me, bro. She showed up eight o'clock, sacrifice. So I say all that, like, I'm going to take care of moms, and then boom, everybody else is secondary. And so, you know, blessings upon her. God had his hands all over her, too, because what he placed in my heart was like, a, it was like a direct parallel to, like, she was an extension of anything that I felt like she deserved or I deserved. Moms just be different anyway, though. Bro. Yeah, yeah, they special. Shout out to all moms. Let's add another layer to that. You keep saying first, you the first round, first pick. Yeah. Add that. First African American. Add that to it. It's funny. I wasn't even What's thinking that? about that at the time. You didn't even think about it at the time. What does it mean now when you when you go back and look at it like yeah, I the think significance? About, yeah, I think about change, I mean, man. I think, I think it's very powerful, man. I think about change. I think about the league when I um when I speak on that subject and when you ask that question. I'm actually doing a documentary right now on the evolution of, of the black quarterback. Mm. And, and it's gonna be real intriguing when you see like we go back to the 60s and work 
back to where we are now to to Patrick and to Deshaun Washington and to Lamar Jackson and where we are now. My boy Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen, you know what I mean? Jalen gonna be featured on it. It's it's just a real cool experience to see how far we've come as 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 people. You know what I'm saying? How you know our locker room in the NFL it yeah. bring us so close to where like some of my best friends, yo, know, black and white, and I'm I'm proud of that. You know, I'm I'm so proud of that because I grew up in an environment coming up where we was taught like not not to trust white people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. be told that, and we like, and then I go to school, and I'm like, yo, this. This white person, real nice, and I like him. And he on my basketball team. And yo, that ain't that's who who made up that stereotype. Like who mm-hmm. came up with that? Sh- you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to kind of like watch that as you know, I'm a young aspiring quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, in high school, you know, you hear about the stereotypes guys who ain't make right. it because of the, you know, you might not be smart enough, you might not be tall enough, you might not be the pocket pass. I'm like, yo, it's a whole bunch of circumstances that come right. along with playing this position. <laughs> I might want to switch the receiver or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like just trying to just being real with myself. And then I had a dude who told me that, you know, one day he was like, he looked at me, he was like, yo, he'll be a DB. That like crushed me deep. And 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 so I was just like, man, I just gotta do my do me and believe in in what I know I can become. That's all it takes, man. Confidence. You feel baby. what I'm saying? That, that confidence. Takes. I was like, man, and, I, and college started out rough. I had to learn defenses, then learn the offense, and it, and then it all came together, bro. And it was just like, I'm an NFL quarterback, and still to this day, I can go out like I played in that flag game the other day and, and still, still do throw your a couple thing. touchdowns. Still do your you know, <laughs> for real, still putting that work. So, God is good, man. Straight That's up. That's crazy. That is truly crazy, right. man. So, go back to talking about um, playing for the Falcons, man. What was it like? Why couldn't you guys ever win a championship? <laughs> yeah, that's a good like, question. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the Atlanta Falcon fans would like to know that, even though you probably are. They deserve to know. You know, because y'all. You know, had the kid they just team. drafted about to wear my jersey too. They called me the other day, like, "Yo, you think the, the running back? Name? Yeah, Bijan. Yeah, I seen that. Bijan want to pay tribute to you and wear your jersey. I was like, "Yo, that's cool as hell. Like, let them let them rock man, that." Man, look, if I'm Atlanta, I'm retiring your jersey. Bro. That's what one of my boys texted me, like, "Man, they need to be putting that up in the Raptors, like, that's fat. bro, for that's real." True. But but the truth of the matter is, if I could have gave him a couple more years, it, it, it probably would have worked out. But just. I don't think we won a championship because you call one, um, it was like as soon as we got into a groove, like as soon as I started learning about the position, we fired Dan Reeves. We fired Coach Reeves who drafted me. Um, if you look at my 2002 season, he called the plays. He called plays. He coached John Elway for like 10 years. They went to four Super Bowls yeah. in Denver. He was He was the man. And, and and I was young, so I had to learn him, learn the league, learn coaching. I had to learn yeah. all these things, and and so we still young. He was a little older, and he liked to dictate like what how things should be. But he knew from his past and just all his experience how we needed to operate as an organization. Exactly. Well, we had new ownership, and people was you know new players, and you know it was a new era, and they was like, yo, it's too much dictatorship. He got to go. And so we fired him um, two years in into my career. We made it to the divisional round um, my second year. 
And then my third year, I broke my ankle, so I didn't play that whole year. That was the year they fired him. And then 2003. Yeah, 2003. And then 2004. When you was on the Madden cover. Yeah, when I was on the Madden cover, they brought yeah, that, that year, 03. Well, I, like, yeah, I know yeah, my yeah, mic. Big history. Yeah, now, like, research. You know, he it's probably, important he when you're doing, these, when you doing these podcasts. You got to know. You, you Ain't know no research, stuff. bro. Like, I grew up in Georgia, bro. Like, yeah, we, yeah. like you really was an oh, icon yeah, to right everybody, there. bro. He was right there. And so... um. 2004, I had to learn the whole West Coast system. Um, Brent Favre ran it. Steve Young had ran it. Joe Montana had ran it. Um, I think the Shanahan's ran a version of it with John Elway when they won in Denver. So um, it was a good system. It taught me timing. It taught me footwork. It taught me how to really walk into a room and coach a quarterback up on how to be on time as far as throwing the football. Yeah. Right even right now to this day. So the experience was invaluable. Um we went to the NFC championship that year and it was so easy to get there. Mm-hmm. It was so easy that year. I thought we, it'll be easy getting back. So I kinda like the work habits started to decrease and it was like oh, it was so easy to get there, man. bro. They started changing up the team because I balled so hard that it was like we don't need to be extraordinary on defense. We can bring in this type of player. And, you know, you got to have a good defense. You got to. You got to have a You got to have a, a good great defense. defense. So our defenses got worse. And we just couldn't pick up the slack on offense. So, And then I ran into my issues. And, and so, you know, it, it just it just never materialized. I still like, like to apologize to the fans whenever I get a chance for, you know, not having a long career in Atlanta. I think it would have been great. I don't um, apologize to him for not winning. Majority of the people, yeah, for not for not not for not winning, yeah, not for not winning for not being the count, but not for not being there. No, no, not for that purpose. I just like to laugh at them. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. we got two different reasons. Well, I don't find that funny. <laughs> I just like to laugh at them because, like, <laughs> you'll see nah, for real, the tailgates. Yeah. You done been to a Falcon tailgate? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Crazy, like the yeah. fans in that good times, crazy. So every time I get oh, yeah. to see them scuffle, man, bro. When we was on when we was on fire and doing our thing. It was like a concert in the arena. I don't know what's going on now. It's not the same. Um, we got to gen- generate that type of um, buzz and you know bring back that whole vibe of football in the dome, Sundays popping, get some entertainers in there, rappers. We had Ludacris, Ti, everybody was showing up, and and it was a blast, bro. And it was like uh, you know we was all really able to be a part of that experience and, and, and grow the game culturally, you know, through the Falcons. That's lit, bro. Yeah, it was crazy. It was lit, bro. That's crazy. It was super lit. I'm in football. Obviously, I'm in football right now, but just hearing, like, just that story, man, just makes me excited, dog. Yeah. Like, definitely. I wish I could have played with you, though. Like, oh, I wish I could have. Mm. Like, just that dynamic, man. Like, you like you, you play with D-Jack, but I feel like I, I just thought about Jack. Cheetah, so, like, like, you and Jack was so similar um, – just can't nobody really compete with y'all. Like it's so Jack, much crazy. It, it, being in both in both of y'all had Andy Reid. Andy Reid drafted both of y'all, which says a lot about Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. He understands talent. He know what he's doing now. He know how to find. He, he know where to place you on the field so you can be always at an advantage over the over the defense mm-hmm. over the opposition. Exactly. And it, it's not. I was actually thinking this year, like. After Andy won the Super Bowl, he he only got two, but he went to like four or five NFC Championship games. Every year y'all was in the NFC, your AFC Championship game, or he was in the NFC Championship game, or he was close. 
he might be the one of the, the the greatest coach of all time, bro. Seriously, you don't have bro. to win championships to be considered. You know, I understand Belichick and Brady and that, that whole dynamic, but coach did it in Philly, and then he did it in K. He's doing it in KC, doing it in KC, crazy though. It's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm always shout out coach. Like I love, I love that man to death. Like for real, literally, I do anything for him. Yeah, I still love coach, and I know you though. do too. But yeah. Even though he ain't called me back on my contract deal. But still love you, though, Coach. <laughs> all y'all business. We all business, Yeah, we, it's all business, baby. You landing on your feet. You ain't in a bad spot. Hey. And you got your ring, man. That's most important. My How mama, was that? What? The ring? Yeah. Super Bowl? I should have wore it up here so I can you gloat. should have. <laughs> I could have had I want to see it before I leave. Could have had it. That could yeah, have been my advantage of precious. Mike Vick right there. It's precious hardware. But how was it though, man? It was fun. It was, like yeah, the Super Bowl is dope, dog. Like yeah. it's, it's definitely an experience that I, I think every football player should want to be a part of. Right, all right. You know, just the hard work that you put in, obviously, throughout the whole season, OTAs, yep. training camp. And then you get to like the playoffs, like which is obviously hard. You know, you win those games, then you go to the Super Bowl. You play mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl, it's like cameras everywhere. Yeah. It's like while you're playing, they're taking pictures. Right, right. You see flashes all over the place. And it's like crazy, Experience. man. Experience. But I just don't like how they do the commercials in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, like, what you mean? The, like the wait time, like say for instance, in regular season, yeah. you, you know how like they do the TV breaks? Yeah, yeah. It's like quick, 30 seconds. Right. Super Bowl, yeah. it's like five minutes. For real? Y'all yeah. be sitting there waiting. Bro, because like you know the Super Bowl commercials are crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how long uh, it is. I never thought about yeah. See, it's So it's like you standing on the field experience. for like so long and it's like, bro, I just want to play football. Let's right, get, let's right, get right. To it. Okay, it's a lot. They come along with it. Exactly. Go along with it, yeah. But when you win, though, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Jay Z that night. <laughs> felt good that night. Man. It was a good time though. Like you made the play of the game. Ooh, yeah, you made on. the play of the game. That didn't surprise none of us watching. It's, it, Fox, we was fortunate enough to broadcast that Super Bowl, and so we was right there watching it, right there on the spot live. I think I seen y'all before the game. Yeah. You came up to me before the game, yeah, and, yeah. and we dapped up, and and so yeah, so that was a blessing for me too to not be really be there, but. To be in training camp with y'all and see y'all in 2017 when I was interning and mm -hmm. to to have Fox give me a call call and gave me an opportunity to be on that platform and to broadcast y'all in that Super Bowl. It was like kind of full surface for me. That's special, full man. Full circle. Yeah, that was dope. So you you leave Atlanta, you have to deal with some stuff. Yeah. You go to Philly. Let's talk about Philly. How was your time there? Like what was your mindset going into Philly? Yeah, well, of course, I always wanted to play for Andy, Andy Reid. I always wanted to play for Coach because um, I'll be honest, Donovan McNabb, when he was with Andy in Philly, man, he I used to watch their film just to see the play calls, and I'm like, they keep it so simple. Like It, it was like everything they did worked. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and so I, was, I just always admired him as a play caller and studied and researched him, and then when he came, when he called, when I was waiting for a phone call from one of the teams when I came home from prison, he called and I was like, he don't need me. He got Donovan. He already got, he drafted Kevin Cobb in the second round. And so I go to Philly and I just learn how to play quarterback a whole different way. Like just the way of teaching is like, like you almost got to be the teacher and you got to learn this to a point where you can talk it back to me and understand it. So I never really engaged in football um, terminology, 
um, the concepts of the game, understanding why we doing certain, why we running these plays. Right. Like you, you got to understand, you got to know why we running these plays. I knew it, but it was more in detail, and, and so I just became a better quarterback in Philly. The city embraced me when I got there. It took a while. It took a while, but the city embraced Congrats, me when man. I got there. Um, the food is great. Philadelphia is amazing. <laughs> Bro, Philly fans are crazy. My wife was from that- Philly. My wife from Philly, so we was home. She was with her family. Like it don't. It just ain't getting no better than that. It just felt like home instantly. And I didn't even start my first year. Who was the starter? Uh, Donovan started that year. Mm-hmm. Kevin Cobb was the backup number, and then I was number three. Just kind of worked my way in. Underdog fantasy. It's almost like me playing football, but in a fantasy app. They've got support from heavy hitters like Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper, Mark Cuban, who we all know, Dallas Mavericks, and the Chainsmokers. Best of all, they're available almost everywhere in the USA and Canada, including California, Florida, and Texas. And since underdog supports needed to be said, y'all need to go check them out ASAP. Ride with your favorite NFL players or fade your least favorite players for the entirety of the 2023 NFL season. Here's who I'm riding with this season, Debo Samuels. I got him up with over 125.5 receiving yards this season. Josh Allen, he's an absolute dog. I got Josh Allen throwing upward of 32.5 passing touchdowns this season. You can come join me through using the promo code CHEATER. Go download the app and visit the website and see for yourself. Must be 18 years or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Are you concerned with your play? All you got to do is call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, but it was a great experience, man. Like, the one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles fans is you go and play good in that stadium. They demand it. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, that's why boo you up out of there. That's why I said boo you up out of there. That's what football is supposed to be. Now, did you feel it? Did you feel any kind of way when you left Atlanta? Like, did you feel like? Yeah, I mean, I was a little sad when I left Atlanta. Um, the whole time, like I was gone, I thought they was gonna wait on me, but that was wishful thinking. Like, I really thought like it was gonna wait for me to get back and all this would be over, and then I'd step back in and be the starter, and we just move on like like nothing ever happened. But that's not reality, right? And I was hoping for something that just couldn't happen. Um, it broke me down when they moved on with Matt, but I was happy that they got Matt because, you know, it's like it was a breath of fresh air for them and they could move on and not have to deal with everything that yeah. came along with Sam Vic back. And, this, and, and I still think to this day a lot of fans are upset that that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, see, you know what I'm Everybody saying. I'm upset. Like, yeah, you know, I'm know, upset. People I'm upset. For the people. Yeah, right, the people. Right. Like we talking about the, the people, people of College bro. Park. Yeah, the people. The people who support it. And, Fulton County. And sometimes, you know, you know, it's always the right way to do things. And I know they chose to do it the right way and to move on. But it's professional football. It's a professional organization. They got to do what they got to do. So. Um, hopefully, little, little homie um, carried the torch, and when he went in, when he went at number name? seven, when he went at number seven, he represented right to give him something to look at. They had to kick away in my number for a minute, that, hey, that but he was, was nice good. though. That dude was good. Like yo, I, like when nice. they called me, I was like, yo, y'all sure y'all want to <laughs> snatch a uh, cool out of that jersey because he make almost everything he put the boot on. Oh man, you nasty. know what I mean? So yeah, good nah, stuff. Start good some stuff. Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. No, nah, you just said something. We talk about it all the time about business, right? Yeah. NFL being a business, everything being business, and you got to take the personal feeling out of it. Right. You just said something that I want to tap on. You said they did it the right way. Atlanta did it the right way. And moving on when you had to address your yeah. issues and went yeah. in a different direction. Come yeah. on, this is it needed to be said. I, I, so talk it, your it, shit. It, why would you say that's the right way? <laughs> talk like I say that. I'm gonna tell you I'm why. I'm glad you asked me this. They can't find you, you no that. more. No, no, no. Yeah, they don't hold back. No don't more. hold they back. They can't hurt you and no more, Vic. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. I know. I'm a defense attorney, so I know how I feel about the criminal justice system. Right. I look. I look at stuff like. Everybody deserves a second chance. Right. Right? And at what point do you allow your pocketbook to get in front of the the blood, sweat, and tears this this person has given this franchise? Mm. To me, that's always a a mind fuck. Yeah. I'll bleep that out. But yeah. it's a it's a thin line between business and personal. Yeah. So I just look at stuff when you say they did it the right way. Right, right. So, I disagree. No, no, no. Me I, personally, I disagree. Because of what you gave to the city, because yeah. of what you gave, the culture you helped embody and build. Go ahead. I gave, I gave, Vic, him, my, I gave him my all. Before Vic answer, man, I, I just like the NFL's motto is always next man up. It's always going to be yeah. next man up because they always feel like they can find somebody who can replace you and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. replicate what you do. But there are only a few months. I, I feel like there's really nobody that can re- replicate what you did. Yeah, it's true that. Yeah. That's my point. That's why I say, like, and that's me. You right? patronize the, the the position. Yeah. that goes without saying. But when you go out there day in day out practice OTAs, you going all this Sunday games, getting you ain't getting killed because you was hauling ass, but you taking all this abuse on the field because y'all bodies take a lot of fucking beating. Yeah, and you go through some issues, and at the first sight, boom. No disrespect to any interest yeah, groups. Yeah. I get how the politics sure. and all of that work. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta cater to the interest groups Everybody and the people who put the millions and the millions in your purse. Yeah. Not you, but the franchises yep. and the and the and the, and the Fortune five hundred. So. Why you say they did it the right way? Yeah, I mean, it's good <laughs> questions, bro. Like for real, like and you know, good good topics to talk about because you know these these are things that people want to hear and, and should hear. And, and so, like you said, put the blood, sweat, and tears in like crazy, like believed in and and what I what I tried to build, mm-hmm. what we tried to build together as a team, collectively, organization. Um, Tyreek said in the beginning, like. He proud to be able to use his platform to do things like this and and what the NFL has done for him and and then I chimed in was like yo we we role models too right, right. you know what I'm saying we got kids watching us and and we we got to think about the next generation we got to conduct ourselves the right way um, you know this when you when you sign on to do it with a con you know contract with the NFL and. Mm-hmm. Any organization is paying you millions of dollars. It, it one, it come with a lot of responsibility, right? And and then two, they got language in the contract that if you do anything detrimental in your contract to make us look bad as an organization, yeah, we can come after everything sure. that we paid you. Now, you know, if it's just me and you, and we got this type of relationship, I might just be right. like, yo, if it's you, hey Tyreek, man, yo, bro, like. That was foul, man. But I ain't gonna take all your money from you. We just gonna go. We just gonna piece this up, and we gonna figure out how to do it. That's right. probably how I handle it with you. Uh, when you're an organization major and you you pushing paperwork, and you got the public watching, right? Perception. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we, you know, we got people from the inside who saying, oh yeah, we some people like you, some people don't, mm -hmm. you know, within the organization. Some people might like you as a That's person, crazy. some people might not, and it might be that person. Who, yo, you know what? We got a chance to go after all our money, and we can get all that money back and put it towards the salary cap, and he'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? So when I say they did it the right way, I meant they went through the process of doing it the right, right. way. Right. That's that OG talk we need right there. Straight up. I'm just that's like, yo, that's I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm right just, right bro, just keeping it real. Like, yeah, they pulled out the contract. They pulled out the paperwork right. and they had grounds to come after all their money. And sure. it wasn't about, well, Mike made all this money for us and did all this for us. And, mm -hmm. and well, they're like, yo, well, we pay him for that. That's what we pay him to do. For sure. We pay him millions of dollars to line up behind that center. and But we also pay him to grow as a man. We also want him to become, you know, the face of the franchise, mm -hmm. want him to have responsibility and be a role model to the kids in the community, mm -hmm. and we'll continue to pay him and do everything right by Mike if he do right by us, but <laughs> I don't know. I ain't had that same understanding, uh, uh, bro. Like, right, if I, uh, right, like, no like for real, so my son had an understanding, though. Right. My son to get drafted number one, and he gonna do everything. He gonna do it. Hey, son, you can't do this. Son, you can't do that. I, would, I, I wish I had a father figure, somebody in my life, like, and I did too for the most part, but not to a point where somebody was like, "Yo, man, you can really screw all this up." Right. Somebody, ain't nobody came and said, "Bro, you can screw all this up." One person, I won't say his name. But I was just about to say, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah this, bro. how old you is? Now. Yeah. I'm 42. I about to say this uh 42 year old Mike Vitt talking. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's mature. Definitely. Smart, wise. Definitely. Right. Right. I mean, the process. He done right. seen it. So yeah. Right. He yeah. understands it. Now, I wouldn't let y'all go through it. If we would have called if we'd have called 05 Vic. I'd have been like, man, that's some bullshit. Man, they could have waited <laughs> on me. They took all my money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And my mom, I was telling my mom, she was like, yo, don't worry about none of this. Like, you, I'm like, Mom, I, I don't suppose to be filing bankruptcy. I had like 13 million, 8 million I gave to a financial advisor. Like, yo, I'm scrambling while I'm locked up, though. Like, why did. It's a different story for another day. Um, but, like, my money was like, it was just like taken from me. You know what I'm saying? In a weird way. And so that part really make me mad. Like, right. But the fact that my mom's like, yo, don't even worry about that. You're going to get it back tenfold. And I got it back. You know what I'm saying? I had yeah, to grind yeah. for it, though. Yeah. And I came back. I was mature. I knew how to handle it. I knew how to. I came back with a different like, um, sense of urgency and a different perspective on life, for sure. Hey, that's how it goes, man. That's that's why that's I go, me, bro, I feel like. Slow success, it builds character, bro. Absolutely, Slow man. Slow success builds character, though. Yeah. But, like, there ain't one perfect role model. I can't. You can't. I can't. Exactly. So, that, that, that that's my point. You you see what I'm saying? Like, if we really want to pull back the wool and pull back these closed doors, we'll see some truth. Yeah. Not just, I'm not speaking specifically. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just speaking business, individuals, right, right. anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And I, and I totally understand your perspective, bro. Like, these are a lot of questions that a lot of people will ask what he asking. Like, right. yo, why I won't done this way? Right. That's what make a lot of people angry. And and so I, I'm not going to explain what I just explained to the rest of the world and y'all. Right. Like, we, I explained it once or twice, but just how, this is just the way of the world when you get into professional sports and you're dealing with 
entities and a lot of money, you better be super responsible. Got to. Super responsible. Got to. Right. Smart. Or, or you'll lose it all. Right. Yeah, man. It'll hurt. That's tough. Right, man, so let's yeah. get back to Andy Reid. Yeah, let's though. get back to coach. <laughs> let's get back to coach. We got to, yeah, we got to go off on a tangent sometimes. For sure, for yeah. sure. This podcast can't be perfect. Uh, so you played with Andy. Uh, you played with To. I miss To. You missed, but I wish I would have played with who, who you. So your receivers was DJ, D Jack, and J Mac, and J Mac, Jason Avant. I played Brent with J I played with J Mac my rookie year. Yeah, you played with J Mac. Um, we used to call that boy Fruit Cook. Why y'all go? Cause like he used to have like a he used to have a box. Yeah, and then like on the top of his head with just a fruit cup on the top of his yeah. Shit. He was just experimenting. Yeah, yeah. German was experimental type. Right. He was he you was fun from the south. He was bro. fun. You gotta, you gotta put a caveat on. <laughs> you gotta, I don't know what German. You gotta, you gotta man. qualify. You gotta call that bit a chili bowl on the top of his head, man. But yeah, that's my guy. Hey, what's crazy is I like I don't see how you guys didn't win in Philly either though. That's a, yeah, man. You got a talented um, offense. Yeah. Good I, defense. I can explain that. I can explain that. Um, well, we had a good year, comeback player of the year. I got comeback player of the year. We had a really good year. And then the next year, we lost a couple players. And then we lost Sean McDermott. Mm. We lost Sean McDermott to Carolina. Talking about Sean McDermott, the coach that coached for the Bills, right? Yeah, now? yeah. Sean McDermott was our defense coordinator in 2010. Had a great defense. And then we lost Sean um, to Carolina in 2011, and it just wasn't never the same. And we always talk about defenses winning championships. You got to play D to win. We lost that defensive competitiveness, and, and it was just – it wasn't there. We still had the offense. We still did our thing on offense. Still had high numbers. Jack, Mack, they did their thing. Um, but we just ain't had that defense to get stops when we needed. Need you know? that defense, man. Yep. And we had Namdi Asamoa. We had Sante was still playing in this in this prime in this peak. BD Brian um, Dawkins, right? Uh, nah, B Dawkins was gone, but we uh we had Dominic Rogers, Kamadi. We had just got Dominic from. Oh, he was rolling, and he was, right. and, and then he went to Denver, ended up winning the Super Bowl with Denver, mm -hmm. and you know made the Giants better. So he was still in his prime. So That's we just. Crazy. Our scheme was a little different, and um, Andy still did his job on offense, did his part, but our defense, we lost Sean. I feel like if we would have had Sean, we probably had a better, a better chance at, at making it. Mm. And so that's speak, what happened. Y'all speak highly of Andy Reid. Uh, obviously, I didn't play in NFL, but what do you what do you guys think sets him apart from everybody else? Because y'all's stories are the same. Anytime you talk about Andy Reid, you talking about him, both of y'all faces light up. Yeah. I mean, like, what, what sets him apart? I just think he. Um, I mean, first off, he gave both of us second chances. Yeah. True. So we are gonna start True. out with that. Let's start like, with that. Let's that's start how you that. run. A, let's start that's with how that. you run a franchise. That's, that's let's that's start how, with that. Look, um, look, the second chances, like, the hunger. He's you know then the player. You, you see what I'm saying? Imperfect. So, so imperfect gems. Yeah, is imperfect what gets you gems. There. So so with Andy, like he's he's not he's not afraid. Um, to take a chance on he, he not he, he not worried about what the public gonna say he not handle the he public not. he not worried about what the organization might think he not handle the organization and then he gonna pull you to the side right from the yeah. jump and he gonna tell you exactly. like man don't screw this up for right. me right. like I got right. you I'm in your corner and right. then when somebody pull you in the corner you know Andy like walk up on you man he like like he don't talk loud he ain't gonna mm -hmm. yell at you he ain't gonna Andy the type man he ain't got to yell at you. For you to know when he upset with you, mm -hmm. 
he he's just gonna do something devastating, like just kick you out, get out of here, like get out of my face. That that make that disappoint you. Disappoint him made used to disappoint me more than anything. Exactly. Like, yo, damn man, I let coach down. I feel like I let coach down. Like it's part of we reason why we play so hard. So just not wanting to really like, you know, let him down really was like the reason and I always put forth the effort. That that was mine too though. Like just not wanting to like let him down. And for me, man, uh he used to pull me to the side all the time and be like, Reed, like just like Vic say, I'm in your corner, bro. So yeah. don't mess this up, dog. And, you know, he loved, my parents loved him. He loved yeah. my parents. He used to call my granddad all the time when my granddad was going through his situation. He used to check on him, yeah. you know, yeah. without me even telling him, yeah. too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, bro, like, this dude really care for me, bro, yeah. like this dog. And, like, I really never had that in a coach right. my, and besides my granddad. And I was like, bro, every fucking play that I play, I don't care if I'm hurt. I'm going to get this dude 110% no matter what, dog. Yeah. Because I know, like... You know, he got my back no matter what, and he's going to put me in the right positions to succeed in life. And that's what he did. Yeah. On and off the field. On and off the field, bro. Any way that he can help you out, he's going to help yeah. you out. Besides returning my call, I'm still mad. <laughs> and, and even, even, in, even in your situation, for him to, like, he know you going off to better things. Not better, but he know you, he know you going off to make more money for yourself. Like... Y'all did some. Y'all won the Super Bowl together. He he acknowledged that. He he appreciate that. But he oh, yeah, also I know. know you gotta run. You got a business. You got a your family. You got kids. You got to have longevity. Coach know he can he can get players that you know not can they gonna not gonna replace you but it find a way. But I know Tyreek he gonna be in good hands and he work hard for this and that's how I looked at your situation when you left. It was a business decision. It was a business move. And you had to make that decision. Yeah, it was there. You know what I'm saying? And, and bro, like, he knew Kansas City couldn't pay you what you was what you was worth. They couldn't. Right. They probably could have. But then, you know, contracts started getting crazy, man. When you, <laughs> you, sign, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, the Dolphins might have had the salary cap space. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to move guys around. It's all about, you know, but you landed on your feet, bro. You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't in the cold weather. You might not have Patrick Mahomes, but you got a good quarterback that y'all working. To, that, you got the most accurate quarterback in the league. Damn right about that. Like I, I'm on, a baby. big fan. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm a big fan. To, I'm a big so fan to him that's too. That's the second. That two he, is the most accurate quarterback in the league. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, shit, man. I ain't gonna he, say the most true. accurate. I, I, I'm oh, not. Oh, oh. I'm just saying, he, like his ball. He threw a catchable ball. Oh yeah, he threw a real yeah. catchable ball. That's for, a catchable boy. I mean, if you watch him, if you watch what he did in college, go look at his college. Every ball was on the money, soft, right with it, in stride. So I just think he got, he's got to bulk up a little bit, get a little bit bigger, get stronger. You know, you, as you as you grow into your man body, that's what that's what needs to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with picking up another ten pounds, fifteen pounds, and handle the pounder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I mean, that's those the things that you got to learn as you go through this process of playing quarterback. It ain't easy. Nah, you don't get hit. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You don't thing. get knocked around when you walk in, when you wake up on Sunday mornings, Monday mornings, and Thursday mornings, you know you got to sacrifice for the team. And so once you start getting that in your head, bro, like you be, you become a different animal out there. I'm going to answer that for Tua. For, I'm, I'm going to answer this for Tua. That's easier for you to say because you're on a 4-2. Um... 
But yeah, uh, I, I got a question. Um, the question that I got is because, like, we like to compare generations. Like, we like to compare. Yeah, go ahead. Could this guy play in this era? Could this guy, like, would this guy be successful in this era? Do yeah. you think you would have been more successful in this era, era, or the one that you played in? Because now you know football is kind of like no, different I, I with all think, the rules. Yeah, it's I about think, offense. Yeah, I think. In this era, I think the the defensive linemen are a, a little more fast. There's a little more athleticism on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I watch Lamar, and I watch what they do with Lamar, but I also know a lot of those runs are design runs. So um, it's different when you gotta when you got to improvise just from a pass play, like mm -hmm. when you got to run the ball from a pass mm -hmm. play. Oh, I'm dropping back. I done went through one, two, three. I felt a little pressure. I'm getting out. Or, you know, it might be one, two, a little pressure got to go. Um, you know, when when them, when them runs are called for you, it's easy. to. I, I can play in this era. I could have played easy, you know what I'm saying, in this era as, as far as having design run, quarterback traps, quarter, and then, you know, getting loose too. The passing game, easy. I'm, I'm, I was definitely going. But guys back in, in my era, they was probably a little slower. They played – Four three defenses, three four defenses. Yeah. The Sam linebacker was huge. The, you know what I mean. So all I had to do was beat DBs and and and, and corners. And I ain't taking nothing away from my game. Collars, that right. God placed me in an era where I was able to dominate, and and the game still moved fast. But this era is more so about. You, know, you got a lot of teams that just line up in a straight gun all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just do work from the gun for, for sure, especially yeah. the Bills. Yeah, no lead backs. No fullbacks, none of that. It's like, it's not old school football. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that yeah. fullback is not a, a needed position yeah. on the football field. <laughs> but you look at the San Francisco 49ers bro. with Ushek, and Kyle I think that's Ushek his name. Yeah, nasty, and, and he going to come and smack you right in the mouth, and they're going to grind up 160 yards on the ground. But what's crazy, though, he can play clock. tight end, too, though. Yeah. Like, he so can run routes and Multi-dimensional, yeah. So it's called an H-back. You know, a guy that you put back there that can catch the ball and hey, get I out the backfield. Yeah, if I if, if, way, if I was ever getting getting into coaching, one I'm going back to that old school. I would go back to that old school football, catch him right off guard. This man want to think about to come in there and do being a shotgun all day. Nope, full back, half back, straight down the middle. This man isolation, I formation the whole. Yeah, hit the, the whole mic, game. the whole game, bounce it. Well, I know who your offensive coordinator going to be. Eric B. Enemy. <laughs> Eric B. He just won that chip. I can't wait to see how Eric doing uh, in Washington. <laughs> So, Shout out to Eric being to me, man. So you obviously still a student of the game. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I love football. If you had to say one quarterback reminds you of yourself. Lamar. I, definitely. I think we all knew that. Speed-wise, agility-wise. Right. right. But I wish I could, I would, I wish I would have slowed my game down to more of a Patrick or a Jalen or Josh Allen, that type of why you say that control. Though? Playing quarterback is all about being in control. <clears throat> like, just imagine busting out a forty-yard run. Uh -huh. Like, you gotta make all these people missing. You tired? You get you tired. You get back in the huddle. Oh, it looked good. But you get back in the huddle now. Well, what about when Coach called that? You know what I'm saying? That H two Rattler or something. You know what I mean? Or something like that. You know what I mean? Was you the Z? You had the post. Yeah, I'm Z. Yeah, I'm, I'm the post. post. Yeah, no doubt. Tight Still on the system. The, yeah, got, 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 the the, got the corner. Boom, make that happen. You like all y'all over that confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's that West Coast slang. Yeah, I just, and that what kind just of popped up. What are talking about? Yeah, yep. And I'm, and I'm trying to look that safety down on that tight end so I can hit you on that post. 
right behind him. So, you know, that type of football, bro, like yeah. that, that's what, it's sti- it still work. It still mm-hmm. work, you know what I mean? He, pe- he played a lot of throw him up, bust him up growing up. That's what it is. Yeah, we call it hot ball. What y'all, what y'all you know how I learned it. You know I learned it. I'm not even going to say what I call it, bro. <laughs> you know how I dodge, <laughs> learn to dodge defenders and get away from people, bro. I used to play a game called hot ball. It's like all of us in the room. You throw the ball up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Wherever it comes down. Yo, everybody, like, you get now you got six on one or seven on one. Bro. Like, sometimes I used to just. Talk like score like 15 touchdowns with like eight people about, catching me. Talk about the amount of clothes that you went through in shoes in a day oh, after playing man. that game, though. Oh, yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> I used to come home. My mom used to be so mad, bro. No. Like crazy. I'd be like, mom, man, I had about 15 reception, about 300 yards. Going crazy. Yo, nah. What was funny was the flag game we played in the other day. It was RG3 was hilarious. Shout out to RG. That's my boy. Um, he was out of the He played right? hard. He was playing hard, hitting my dudes and everything. So I'm like, yo, I, I got to play in this game. RG on the other side, hitting my dudes, man. I'm playing today. Bro, I ain't. <clears throat> I gave my cleats to my man. I'm out there running with shoes. tennis shoes yeah, on. I seen you had shoes on. But I remember, like, growing up as kids, when you went in the back yard and played, nobody had no cleats on. Nah. Yeah. You ain't go say, yo, I'm running the house to change my shoes. cleats. You played in those. Right. You played in them. Yeah. In the slides. Bro, I had no traction. Whenever I tried to stop the other day, I slipped at every turn. And I'm like, yo, that's how we develop strong legs as kids. Stopping, you stopping in shoes, I mean, in grass, wet grass with shoes with no traction on the bottom. Yeah. That's how we become one of the fastest. And that's how you become dynamic athletes playing on surfaces that uh, unprecedented surfaces. Like, I, like, it's almost like playing on this carpet in here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. And, and that's how you that's how you develop that sublime skill for real. Yo, cheetah man, we feel like hitting a soccer game in Madrid. And who do you know to get tickets in Madrid for a soccer game to my favorite team? The only app that I know is the Game Time app. Look, man, buying tickets should not be stressful at all. Game Time is the easiest and the fastest way to buy tickets to all sports, theater, music, comedy, soccer in Madrid. Wherever we want to go, Game Time Sports will get it done. Once we get our tickets, we book. We hit the game time app and we there. Only thing is though, can can we see our seats before we book the the tickets? You can get access to your seat by viewing the app. You know how close you are to the field, how close you are to the goal. All you got to do is download the game time app, click on it, it'll show you a panoramic view. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, baby. Snag those tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Cheetah for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Cheetah for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Speaking, of, speaking of that flag game, are you going to continue to quarterback? Gonna yeah, I'm going to keep play? playing quarterback. I'm going to keep playing quarterback. It's fun. But I ain't getting out on the field. It took me like two days to recover from that. Only reason I played and had the competitive juices flowing was because RG3 was out there trying to show us up. And, and we three and zero now. RG three really trying to take you out a lot though. RG3, For real, he was out RG3, there juking. RG three should go play in the USFL, that new football league. He can still play, bro. He, he was still quick. can he play. Was quick, his arm was strong. I'm like, bro, like he's 32 years old, 33. Why? This for the this you know it's for guys like me you know what I'm saying but we don't legends I'm in the legends you know I'm in the legends program but we don't understand his situation though right like, he could have like some injury problems yeah you or never know like yep that. yep like, that too mental that too. problems yep it, hopefully uh he happy 
and so, spending time with his family. So in your retirement stages, uh, well, I don't, you retire from the NFL, but clearly you're still playing. Yeah. Uh, well, not playing, but participating. Playing, participating. <laughs> right, right. Moving around yeah, on the field. Still. Yeah. Is it any guys um, that you mentor currently, uh, whether they're in college, high school, do you just try to impart some wisdom on any other upcoming players that Current NFL players. Yeah, man. I, you know, I try to stay in touch with Kyler and Jalen and talk to them as, as much as I can, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I see the things that, that they go through. Lamar, reach out to him at times. Um, and, and just always try to, you know, let them know that we always, you know, one phone call away. Because right. we just never know what circumstances we're going through. Or, a lot of these guys in different offenses, man, and you can't they can't pick up the phone and say, Yo, I, I help me with this read because now, you know, it's just it's just you just not can't be that accessible. Right. But, you know, I always admire those guys, man, and love to watch them play. And anytime I'm doing something that, that might include them or they can be in the present or show their presence, I, I try to make sure I reach out to them and let them know, like, you know, us as former Quarterbacks, we we all in, in the same boat. We all, you know, we all family for sure. Especially right there, man. I really appreciate you giving yep. back, man, to all the quarterbacks. I'm That's why I was in y'all camp in 2017 when Patrick was a rookie. Coach was like, "Yo, got this new quarterback. I want you to come spend some time with him, and you know, just try to make him feel comfortable and let him know, like, look, it, it's this not going to be easy, uh -huh. bro. But you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And Patrick is different. And I went back to their practice oh, last year. You know, and Patrick out there, like, he run the practice. Like, he, I'd seen him, like, coach just let him run the practice. He mm -hmm. Andy just out there looking, huh? That's just out there looking. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how much he done grew. Like, he go through the script. He call the script. He call the plays that he like. He run the drills. That's growth. That's how the quarterback should be, you mm -hmm. know. I, I feel like the quarterback is. It was different, bro. Face of the organization. It won't, you know, it won't. Like Doug or Matt, you know, back there, you know, he still had a guy that was giving them the plays, and they, but he, he, he won't really. But they, you coach hard in the film room, and you you go out in the practice field and you react. That's what I took away from that, and you know, Andy just find ways to to make you better. And how, your quarterback, you are gonna get better if the coach put the practice on you. Yo, you run this practice from seven on seven to team periods. You run this practice. And that way you know what's going on. You know every play call. You know every read. And then when you miss a read, you just face it just in the in sync, yo. Yeah. That's one thing so, about Coach Reed also. Like, he know he he knows how to adapt to his players. Like, he, he do that real well. You yep. feel me? So I used to look at the, the game plan when you used to fax it through on Tuesday nights. And I'm looking at the game plan. I'm seeing two touchdowns every week at least, max. And it's a great feeling when you know. I mean, think about how many passes you throw in a game. You throw like 30, 35. Yeah. I'm thinking about two that's going to hit. For but sure. Two for is sure. a lot. That's But that's good for sure. Like for sure, for sure hits. I'm like, we going to win. We got a shot. And so, yeah, I mean, ain't nothing like playing with that for sure. On me. Man, Vic, man, like I, I really can just sit here and just. Just we talk keep to you going. About everything. But yeah, yeah, I know y'all, I know your time is limited. How big of an icon gotta do you the was, man, here. in the A dog. You know, you went to Philly. You still was an icon. I, I, I still feel like, man, like you, you probably mm -hmm. like most one of the most influential persons like in sports history, dog. Like just for like just 
other people may not see this like just for what you did like to like young kids for, like myself dog because yeah. i come from a small city yeah you know not a lot of people make it mm-hmm. but obviously like we could watch atlanta falcons games yeah and i was like that bro who that black fast dude is <laughs> like, man i went and got every, your jersey your shoes and everything yeah and i just want to say i appreciate Coach. you man for all the yeah. black kids in my hood dog that that just looked up to you yeah i you appreciate it i appreciate it man so I know, I know. Tyreek has his foundation. He's big on, you know, assisting kids, you know, mentoring, mental health. Um, Are you doing any foundational work? Yeah. In your retirement days? Absolutely. Half, half retirement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Half retirement. We got the (laughs) V Seven Dream Fund, and we still cater to the Boys and Girls Club in the inner city of of uh, Virginia, um, the peninsula where I'm from, seven five seven area. We do renovations. We renovate rec centers, Mm. Um, and we just try to give the kids an outlet in the sanctuary where they can have places to go mm-hmm. and and stay off the street. That's what kept me in line. That's what kept me, you know, in 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 line with the dream and, and, and what I wanted to accomplish in life. Like I, I had places to go. I didn't have to sit out and, and be with guys who um might not have had the right intentions or didn't dream as big as I was dreaming. So right. The Boys and Girls Club that safe haven. And so we try to keep that up and, and just all around the world um, on multiple levels. Like whatever you need, you need, a, you need a, a new computer lab, we come in, we renovate it. You need floors for the gym, we come in and we renovate it. And we, we just try to, you know, make sure that the kids, you know, don't have an excuse to not want to be great. That's what... Right. I mean, I feel like that's what football is all about. Like, we got this platform, yeah, you know, we got the resources to help people from where we're from, yeah. so why not use it? Yeah, and you're going to have know? it for life, too. For life, for too, sure. though. But I do got a question I want to ask, and, and I, I want some OG talk on this right here. Because I kind of deal with a similar uh, situation like this. Now, we're going to backtrack all the way back to when you said you was helping your mom, you was helping your friends, and y'all used to party all the time. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some background on mm-hmm. how you feel about survivors? Remorse. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, well, it's it's a real thing, and but you know, like we don't feel or fail to realize that you can't help everybody, and, and so I always, you know, try to keep a core group of people that, hey, man, it's nothing that I wouldn't do for you, and if the roles was reversed, I would hope that you would do the same for me right. and feel the same way, and, and everybody's not like that. Everybody don't have your heart. But you'll start to feel, you know, guilty if somebody calls you and asks for something, and, and you want to help them. And sometimes it it don't make them a better person when they can call you and get whatever they want anytime they call to get it. Right. You see what I'm saying? I feel like you always, or you put people at a disadvantage. When I stopped giving to people, they started to find their niche in life and what what really was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, something that they could benefit from or an opportunity that they could grow from or a job that they can go out and get and be good at it and make money on their own and be independent. I mean, you just giving people everything, you, you handicap them more than than what you what you really know. So um, outside of my mom now, man, and and even, even my sisters, I still got soft spots for them. Like, People in in my circle, you gotta earn it, man. You gotta earn it, and you know that's just being grown. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's is 
it's male or female. It's just about, you know, you doing you and, you know, creating your own niche in life and, and you know what I'm saying, being able to say, I work hard for this, I work hard for something. Um, can't be given everything because you get spoiled, you get complacent. And, you, you know, so we, we feel bad about that, but it's really no space for that in Who life. Who is we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah, I'm glad you <laughs> said we. we. I, I feel bad for that sometime <laughs> and I shouldn't. And and so now <laughs> I, I, we? if I want <laughs> if I want some motivation in regards to that and how I should spend my money, give my money, I look at my kids. Mm. I look at my kids and I think about their futures and I think about college and I think about private school and I want the best educations and I want y'all to and I want this estate, what we built, what men their mom built to be everlasting. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, I got to teach them how. So, my thing is, I I got a coach in my household all the time. And so, I ain't got time to be coaching people, a bunch of people around me. That's real Straight right up. there. Right. I'm, I'm the same way. Look, yeah. I'm not, I can't be giving you money because, like Vic say, it puts you at a disadvantage. You got to yeah. earn this money. The same way I worked my tail off for 29 years to make it to my goal. Blood, sweat, tears. I had to work my butt off to to get to the top of the yeah. food chain because making it making it to the NFL, it's only what is it, one percent? Yeah. It's like a one percent chance 1%. I was gonna make it. Look. I never feel bad, man, about telling somebody no. That was my biggest weakness, not being able to tell people no. And you know what happened when you don't tell people no? You lose a lot of money that you it's gonna be hard to get it back when the days of football are over. Like and not saying that you like you got more than like Managing money is, you know, you know, when you on certain levels is different. You you can take care of certain people and take care of the things around you, and and then I think it's important to have the right people around you, the right tax accounts, right financial advisors who understand how to continue to grow with your estate and what you own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many ways to do that that you know you you gotta. Go through trial and error. You got to learn. You're gonna make some mistakes, and it's gonna be some wins and losses. Right. But you just learn from the from the mistakes you make, and, and you know you got to have that trust factor too with people. Yeah, that's kind of how I am, yeah. now, man. I just, I just posted something like that, uh, talking what? about trust. Uh, Jamila came at me. She like, you don't trust me. I say, I don't trust everybody. Yeah. But I also don't just trust anybody. Right. See what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't distrust you, yeah. but I'm just not finna just give anybody my yeah. trust based yeah, yeah. upon you gotta earn you know, it. Right. You gotta earn so it. That, Especially when you're dealing with money. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Because people run off with your bread. I told I was about to tell y'all the story about how my bread got ran off on, but I just I'm shutting up. We can do it. Y'all heard it. Now. Y'all heard it at a later time. We can we yeah, can do after, part two. After y'all after y'all hear about it, after bit. y'all hear about it, then I'll come back on here for a part two and we'll talk about it and be like, oh, we yo, so what I meant up. by that was this. <laughs> and what I meant by that was that. That's crazy. Straight up, bro. How much they took? Like eight million, bro. But story for another day, yeah. Yeah, story for another yeah, day, when right? When I was trying yeah. to do when I was trying to do the right thing. You're not in jail? I was on my way, but but before, like two years prior, I linked up with a financial advisor, and I had so much bread that I was just like, you know, I had like fifteen million, like straight cash, but I already had everything that I wanted. Right. I ain't had nothing to do with it, and I was, I ain't know how to grow it. I'm twenty five years old. I don't know what to do to make this. Like, so 
I entrusted somebody who came with a great plan, and if it would have materialized, it would have just been like for generations. And so, I guess once I started going through my case and what I was going through, they felt like they could just like dip off and not, you know. Once I went to prison, it's, I can't call out, so they got ghosts on me, and, and yeah, so that's tough. That's you know what I'm saying, you know. So I had to, they forced me to start all over. You better that than firm me. out of Atlanta, you yeah. Than us. Oh yeah, I wanted, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, I, I definitely had thoughts. It's like, like I, I, you know, it won't easy. Nah, but you did yeah. the right thing. Like mom's, your mom yeah, told moms you. told me, oh, you get it right. back tenfold. But mom still speak on that to this day, so it ain't over. It's definitely not over for sure. For sure, I gotta feel yeah. good though, like just to hear your mom like continue to say that to you yeah. though. Because I can remember my mom saying something like that too though. Yeah. She was like, "Bro, just hold your head up, bro. You'll be alright." Yeah. Like whatever you're going through right now is for a reason, man. Yep. It's building you up as a man, mm-hmm. making you stronger. Building character. Yeah, so. Building character, bro. That's what life all about. That's what life is all about, baby. Ten questions, Vic. Then we're going to let you out of here, man. All right. Ten questions with your boy Cheetah, man. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. These are typically yes. Well, they're not yes and no questions. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you rather have no no nose or no arms? <laughs> here you go. <laughs> And no arms. Wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap it. Who will win in a fight between Superman and Batman? Superman. Who's faster, Tyreek or Michael Vick? Mm. Tyreek. Who was the worst <laughs> teacher ever? You. Who was the worst teacher you've ever had? A teacher named Miss Jones in sixth grade. Ooh. No, 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 no. Miss Powell, third grade. I was Miss Parker. Miss Parker. Miss Powell. What was What was your biggest moment in your career? Biggest moment of my career being drafted, number one. What is your favorite play of your career? Um, my run against Minnesota. You talking about the one where you got on your knees and shit? Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, that, yeah. that shit that clean. That shit. Uh, who is your biggest inspiration? Uh, my biggest inspiration was my mom, definitely. Easy. Yeah. What is the weirdest thing you've ever dreamed about? The weirdest, which actually came true, was making it to the NFL. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Octopus. Ooh. Okay. If you could travel anywhere on earth, where would you go? Last question. Anywhere on earth. Probably go to the Maldives. Oh, that yeah. place is beautiful. Yeah, I went there I last year. It's crazy. Yeah. 25 yeah. hour flight. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. worth it though. Yeah. You get a chance to do some romantic things with the person you with. Yeah. Yeah. On the bungalow on the water. <laughs> Ooh. Crazy, <laughs> man. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a romantic yeah. thing. Yeah, for real, man. Hey, but MV Sal, man, I just want to say thank you for coming to sure. It Need to Be Said. Man. I feel like you got some things off your chest, man. Yeah, man. That's what, you know, I like sitting in these type of settings and uh, it's a discussion, baby. Yeah, right. that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. Um, giving back to the football community, um, letting people know how we truly feel about, you know, not, not, on, not, not only the NFL, but what we deal with in life, man. So, yeah. Because a lot of people think our lives are easy because, you know, we somehow got this big contract and we're living our best life. But, you know, like they say, more money, more problems. Yeah. What you got to do tomorrow? Who, me? Yeah. Practice. Yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't easy. We got practice every day. That's so, what yeah. we call it. What we call it? Work. Work, man. We don't even call it practice. Mm. He just said practice because that, that was a reference. But... If he was talking to somebody else or on the phone, I got to go to work. Exactly. Tomorrow. If I'm talking to like somebody, yeah, work tomorrow, we call it man. work. So the NFL, we don't, we don't call it 
I remember the first time I heard one of my boys, like he was in, he played at Virginia Tech, he was playing with the Ravens and I was staying with him, I was in college and he was talking to his man, he was like, oh, yeah, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I'm like, yo, where you work at? In the off season. <laughs> Thinking he had a side job. Right. He said, nah, bro, I gotta go in and lift weights. We call this work, this <laughs> work. You know what I'm saying? We on the clock. Yeah. So yeah, bro, I mean, we definitely keep it in perspective. You. We definitely appreciate you pulling up, man. Yeah. And just, you know, obviously I come from a different standpoint on, on things. I just want to say I take my hat off to you for not letting situations and circumstances define yeah. you and, and, yeah. and keep you in a position that so many of us and anybody who deal with situations like you dealt with um, allows that stigma to just be that dark cloud yeah. over them and then just go left when they should have went right. Yeah. So shout out to you, shout out to Mom Deuce because she sounded like she put her hands yeah, on you moms. a lot growing up to, to get you for straight. Me. Yeah, mom's yeah. A prayer warrior, man. Like, for sure. Special, special shout out to Mom. She just turned 60 and beautiful, man. Shout so, out. Yeah. Shout out to Mom. Hey, yeah. thank y'all for watching. Appreciate it. Michael Vick, everybody. Let's get it.